0: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: This is the Locked On Bengals Podcast on a Friday. Great to have you in. Thank you so much for tuning in on a cold day in Cincinnati. I'm your host, James Erpene. We do this every single weekday. And you can subscribe. There's a ton of places to subscribe to the Locked On Bengals Podcast. Let's start with the most popular ones, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. Yes, we are on Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app. Wherever you listen to your podcast. we're probably on it here at Locked on Bengals. Make sure you check out LockedOnBengals.com as well. And thank you for coming and joining us and listening to the show. If you're new to it, I try to give you an in-depth look at the Cincinnati Bengals we discuss. You can email me. James Urpine at ESPN 1530.com. Also tweet me, Jay, at James Urpine at Locked On Bengals. And let's start there. Because I, I want feedback from you. I want to hear from you. I want off season discussion and chatter and expectations and what you want to see. I got a tweet that, that rings true from California, a Bengals fan, a listener who says, I'm really looking forward, James, to the time that you aren't talking about Marvin Lewis. Uh, Here it is. From who they know it all on Twitter. Hoping the rants about Blandy and Marvin will subside soon and that you have good content planned for the offseason. No doubt about it, we do. There's no denying it. Uh, We're in the process of expanding Joe Goodberry's role here with Locked on Bengals. So that means big things coming for LockedOnBengals.com. We will uh, give you more details. I'll give you more details when I have those. Still ironing out a few things. But I will tell you this. The off season, it's our season here at Locked on Bengals. And I'm not saying that to be funny, but as far as the offseason goes, we are going to do the most in-depth coverage you can do as far as the draft goes, as far as free agency is concerned. I have some more riders coming aboard, Locked on Bengals, that I'm excited about. And it's going to be a fun time. So I'm excited for it. Locked on Bengals.com started mid-season, and it was kind of hard to—it was a challenge to get that up and running and moving in the right direction while doing the podcast, while keeping up with all my other responsibilities. Now that it's the offseason, Locked on Bengals.com is the place to be. Subscribing on Google Play or iTunes or wherever you listen to us, that's what you want to do as well as far as the podcast goes. And let's get into the offseason. Let's get into the offseason. Enough talk. Let's talk about it some— Because I get it. I understand. There's a dead horse, and it's the Marvin Lewis thing. We'll get into the Bengals' new offensive line coach in just a second, and my thoughts about him. And the thing with these coaches is, actually, let's start there, and then we'll get into the offseason. The thing with these coaches is, we only have so much to go on. Like, if a head coach, like let's say Marvin Lewis left the Bengals, right? Let's say he left the Bengals and got hired in Arizona as their head coach. That would be a good hire that would be a good hire because Marvin's track record is when his team stays relatively healthy and his front office gives him the necessary tools and pieces, well, then he wins and gets you to the playoffs. Period. Say what you want about 0-7 or go back and forth, blah, 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 blah. Fine. We have those gripes. But that's because we see him up close. If he goes somewhere else, Pretty good hire as a head coach, experience, trying to get over the hump, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Marvin's here, so we feel the same way. He should be gone. Let's move on now to the offensive line because what the Bengals did is they moved on from their offensive line coach, Paul Alexander, had been here longer than Marvin, and it was just time. Time had run its course. A lot of people understand that. I think you understand that. I do. I think Paul did. He's interviewing now for the Dallas Cowboys offensive line job. The Bengals, what they did along the offensive line is they hired a guy who they didn't think was going to be available. They went through a bunch of different interviews, did a bunch of different things, and then all of a sudden the Cowboys decided to part ways, or it was a mutual parting, however you want to say it, but the Cowboys decided to move on from offensive line coach Frank Pollock. Instantly. Instantly. Bengals scooped them up instantly. I mean, it was so quick. Basically what happened. My guy Jim Osarski of the Cincinnati Enquirer covers the Bengals. And the interesting thing about it was he told me that they were close to hiring an offensive or an offensive line coach. I think it was Tuesday going into Wednesday. And they were like buttoning up some things, making their final decision had done conducted all the interviews. Something was expected to be announced Wednesday, I think it was. And then all of a sudden, all these firings. All of a sudden, Frank Pollock was available. Tom Cable, who a lot of Bengals fans were scared of of coming to Cincinnati, was available. And I, I get it. I understand it. That's a name you know. And he's failed at times. Frank Pollock is the guy for the Bengals. And that's who they get. And it's... It's they replace a long-established coach in Paul Alexander with someone who played the game seven years for the San Francisco 49ers, blocked for Steve Young, has a Super Bowl ring as a player, has been the offensive line coach from 15 to 17 in Dallas. They were the first number one offensive line in 2015. And, yeah, I get it. I understand it, right? Like, they, they had a ton of talent in Dallas on that line. But haven't we praised that line? Haven't we praised Dallas' offensive line? And even this past year, they dealt with a lot of injuries. They were still a top 10 offensive line. So, regardless of the talent, we know the Bengals' offensive line personnel needs to be better. But I think some were questioning, and a lot and many, inside the organization and certainly outside of it, were questioning Paul Alexander's techniques. And if what Paul was doing, what he was teaching, what he was explaining, clearly it wasn't sinking in. So, Fast forward to now, they move on from Paul, established coach, good coach, get another guy who's established whose time might have worn a little thin as well in Dallas. He was an assistant offensive line coach, then the offensive line coach for a couple years. One thing that Jason Garrett told Todd Archer of ESPN, um, this was earlier in the season too, on Pollock, is, quote, he understands what offensive linemen go through. He teaches a mentality and a toughness that shows up each and every day and certainly shows up on Sunday afternoons. He's very good technically, and he understands the importance of that unit staying together, being strong together, and the bonds that are created on an offensive line. He's been around really good offensive lines in his life, and he's done a great job transferring that to our guys. They certainly embrace it. The line that stands out there to me is he teaches a mentality and a toughness that shows up on Sundays, or each and every day and shows up on Sunday afternoons. A mentality and a toughness. How many times have we wondered if Cedric Abue, he was tough enough? If their mentality on that offensive line was the right one. If instead of dropping back and being a finesse offensive lineman, so to speak, if they should fire off the ball. And I'm not the one to break down offensive line play, but I've heard that a ton. Well, why are they dropping that back foot and not firing off the ball? And that's what you saw from Westerman that's what you saw from Alex Redman is they were pushing guys backwards. They were moving forwards and pushing guys backwards. And maybe Frank Pollock can be the guy for that. On the surface, this is a good hire. The Bengals have upgraded their offensive line spot. Now, I'm going to get to a text that my buddy sent me today. He mentioned Terrell Austin. He mentioned the Bengals. He was discussing a bunch of different things with me via text. And he was like, it will be interesting. To see what they do this offseason. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Rapine. Subscribe on Google Play, iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcast. We got you covered here on Locked On Bengals. Give us a follow as well at Locked On Bengals, at James Rapine.
0: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: And what my buddy was was referring to there was the offseason and players. And I think that's going to be really interesting as well. What happened this offseason? It sounded like Marvin Lewis once to entertain the idea of bringing in more free agents. Now, with an overhaul, complete overhaul of most of his staff, we know coaches are familiar with players. Players like certain coaches. Players follow coaches. So who follows Terrell Austin? Who does Bill Lazor have familiarity with that maybe he brings in along that offensive line? What happens from that perspective? Because to me, it's interesting, and it's already happened. Matt Reich of uh, of the Dallas, or of Dallas, of the Lions rather, is following Terrell Austin. So one of his former former assistants bringing him along. Jim Osarski reports that there could be multiple guys like that with the Bengals that come from the Lions under Terrell Austin. This, according to Dave Burkett in Detroit, the Lions have lost that assistant coach, assistant defensive line coach, Matt Reich, joining Terrell Austin's staff. So that's interesting. That's interesting because he brings someone with him. So now what players do these coaches bring? What players come along with Terrell Austin? One that instantly pops out is a linebacker, Tahir Whitehead. He's a free agent, 27 years old, 100-plus tackles. Is that a guy that the Bengals in Terrell Austin bring along? Alongside Vontaze perfect? Is there a guy that maybe the new quarterback's coach or any of this stuff? The fact that they're changing so many positions, even Frank Pollack, maybe Frank Pollack brings someone else or knows an offensive lineman throughout his time in the league that's available this offseason, that's familiar with what he wants to do, that he likes, that he can bring in. He was an assistant offensive line coach with the Texans from 07 to 11. And since then, he's been in Dallas. Or no, he was with the Raiders in 12. Then, since then, he's been in Dallas. So he's been in the league. It'll be interesting to me to see what players come aboard, what players join the show, what players the Bengals can add this offseason. That's the most interesting thing. That's the most compelling thing. How much does it change, like Marvin said, How much turnover is there roster-wise, talent-wise? Do they upgrade in the spots? We think so. Like, ultimately, I think they need to add a few offensive linemen in free agency. Depending on what they do with Brandon LaFell, they could maybe add a veteran wide receiver. And I know that sounds crazy, but I don't think it's crazy. I think they could add maybe a defensive lineman in free agency. Certainly, certainly, offensive lineman is – there, linebacker there. So those needs are it. Safety, I think they're pretty good there. I think they're comfortable with where they're at. Cornerback, never rule it out. But if you're keeping Adam Jones, I'm not sure you're, you're seriously going to look at corners with that room. The way, the way it's at, where they have the draft picks, probably bring in another young guy and develop him. So to me, that's how I look at it. That's what's interesting to me. I want to know what's interesting to you. I'm going to be snowed in all weekend. It's supposed to be crazy here in Cincinnati for all of my listeners. And what we have listeners in Denmark. Shout out to you. Listeners all across the world. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked on Bengals podcast. I mean that. And I want to hear from you. Email me. James Rapine. That's J-A-M-E-S-R-A-P-I-E-N at ESPN1530.com. Email me your thoughts what you're thinking about this offseason. Hell, I might respond to you on the podcast. I might publish it, LockedOnBengals.com. I would love to get a mailbag going on LockedOnBengals.com, but I need your tweets, at James Rapine, at LockedOnBengals, and your emails as well. You have a great weekend. Enjoy. Stay safe. If you're in Cincinnati or anywhere dealing with bad weather, enjoy the playoff games. I'll be watching them. I hope you are as well. Hell, maybe we can go back and forth on Twitter a little bit. Until Monday, when we be back at it, or I'll be back at it, with the Locked On Bengals podcast. Hopefully an offseason announcement as well. I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast.
0: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason,